It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Joining us here on a Tuesday. Love to hear from you on our Full Court Press text line. Mobile app? To keep uh, reminding myself. Full Court Press text line. Uh, 435-339-0321. Love to have you chime in. Uh, be part of the show. Uh, we'll be previewing Utah State and Wyoming. They tip off later tonight, a late one in the spectrum. Uh, we'll have uh, on our sister station a little bit later on tonight on KVNU their game day coverage beginning at 7.30 and tip off 8.30 or shortly thereafter. Realistically, tip off will be at 8.40. Schedule-wise, I've seen it. I think it might have been on Utah State's own website because I'm going to double-check just to make sure I'm not crazy that I actually saw somewhere that said 8.40. Yeah, see, it says 8.40 on Utah State's website. Yeah, okay. Well, if you're there by 8.30, you're, you'll be in your seats and ready to go. And uh, no stragglers coming in late. Yeah, there'll be the stragglers coming in at like 9 o'clock. It's like, I've, I've never understood. Like, why would you show up after the game has started? Well, maybe you had a hard time parking. You should show up like a half hour early. I know. <laughs> like... They want a good crowd as soon as the game gets going. Like, so. granted, like, I mean, I show up. National late. television, make for I, a good spectacle. I know I show up way earlier than I should, but that's part of my job. Want to be there an hour early. Uh, well, the football game's in there an hour early. But part of that is because there's a pregame meal. So, uh-huh. <laughs> But still, got to be there early. Got to be there for my job. Got to see the field. Got to see who's warming up. Watch the crowd. I understand it's my job. I would never show up an hour early to a game that's in the team that's got weather in the teens, but still like half hour early. Like I guess maybe I just grew up that way where I just uh, we went to games and we were there really early. Like we used to be there more than an hour early. Yeah, show up early, get your concessions, whatever, get in your seat, maybe make the rounds, see if you know, the people that you know who are there. And then uh, make sure you're in your seat when it's uh, when it's go time. Yeah, it's like you got you got to be there. Don't don't show up later in the game because like I mean I know there's usually nothing of consequence that happens that early in the game barring an injury or somebody getting ejected. But it's like you're there to watch the game. Watch the game. Be well, there for the whole game. Get your money's worth. And I think there's something to be said about uh, one of our earlier texts. You know, um, you know help. The team needs to get some momentum going early. Uh, and after the, the performance at in Boise, they need to get some some mojo going. And having a good, solid crowd, pumping them up, getting them going, that makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, cheer for them in the pregame and cheer for them you know, in the tip-off when they make their first bucket. Be really loud and, you know, all, all these kind of things. It's like, the I believe chant and all that. Yeah. Like, students students have to be there, like, you know, 
and they're usually some of the earliest ones to show up. And that's one of the things I'll be watching for in tonight's game is are, are we going to finally have a student crowd? And they've had perfectly fine excuses. I'm not blaming them. It's just they've had perfectly fine excuses to not be there. Believe it or not, they've had excuses for like each of the last three home games. This is the first time they won't necessarily have an easy excuse. Um, so I'm looking forward to see if the spectrum is actually mostly full today uh, for this game, especially the student section. Um, so this is a, a a matchup that's been kind of tough for the Aggies the last few years. Now, Wyoming had a lot of expectations coming into this year because of all the great talent they had coming back. They look to be an even better team than they were a year ago. Odds-on favorite to win the conference, at least the, one of the best players, several really top-level players on this squad. But they have been decimated by injury. And uh, Graham E.K. hasn't played hardly at all in this season. Uh, several other key contributors of this team um, are, are, are not available for this team. But one guy who is, and one guy who has torched the Aggies in the past, he will be available tonight. Now, there is some question about who his running mates will be. Hunter Maldonado will be there, but Jason, who else will and, and who won't be uh, part of this Wyoming team. That seems to be the big question uh, for, well, Wyoming's season period, but especially coming in tonight's game. Yeah, so there's several guys who were listed as questionable yesterday, and I tried to update uh, my article to reflect that several guys are now listed as out. Um, so Graham E.K., as you mentioned, he's not played this year. Kenny Foster was also known to be out. Um Noah Reynolds, who is actually the leading scorer on the release per game, uh, he missed their last game with a reported concussion. He will be out again today. So the guy, you know, surprisingly, it wasn't Hunter Maldonado leading the team in scoring. It was Noah Reynolds uh, at 14 a game. Maldonado's at 13 a game. Although I think Maldonado's been dealing with some injuries himself. Yeah, he's kind of been in and out of the lineup himself. You're right. So, um, so yeah, Reynolds, he'll be out. They'll also be missing... Um, Brandon Wenzel, um, I think he's, yeah, he's been, uh, he's another contributor guy who started most of the games. They're going to be out. If you include EK, they're going to be out like four starters. (laughs) Granted, EK has not started the whole year. Uh, Hunter Thompson is the other one. Uh, actually, so four, let's see, see, uh. Yeah, Wenzel and Thompson are both uh, full-time starters. Noah Reynolds is actually sixth man kind of guy. He's only started four of the 13 games for the team. So I guess he's kind of in that Stephen Ashworth leading scorer off the bench type thing. But still, mm-hmm. they're missing two of their top three scores, three of their top four if you include EK as a guy who averaged 19 a game last year. They're also missing another you know rotation guy in Hunter Thompson. They're missing another kind of middling rotation guy in Kenny Foster, the guy who plays the minutes load of a, um, of a Z Hamoda. So five guys will be out today. And so I think... You're going to go deep under their rotation. Like yeah. And, and guys was, off the bench that you normally wouldn't play, they'll have to play them. Yeah, there was a... I saw a Wyoming guy, it was a couple of games ago, where he was tweeting they either had like eight or nine scholarship players available. And it'll probably be a similar story today where they just don't 
they just they're just missing so many guys to various injuries. And Wyoming, I believe, has lost five straight games. Um, the last three have been pretty close, and those have all been conference games. So despite you know missing a lot of guys, they've been close. So they're still they're still tricky. They're still a tough team. Um, and you still got Maldonado, and if he goes off in a game, you know, last year we scored in the two games, Maldonado scored like 23 and 21 points. He's very capable of going off. He'll be a little more isolated in this game where he doesn't have EK as, you know, part of a one-two punch. But, you know, anytime you have one of those guys, can be dangerous. But at least he's not named... Uh, what was the name? Cam. Cam. <laughs> At least he's not named Cam. So does he have a middle name that we know? <laughs> Hunter Cam Maldonado. We need to find that out. Uh, and certainly for Utah State, uh, some injuries there. Notably, uh, Ryland Jones will be out uh, after being knocked to the floor again uh, for like the third or fourth time this season. Um, and so Stephen Ashworth will be inserted into the starting lineup. And that affects uh, the rotation for USU. You know, the Aggies um, started off the season 9-0. Really exciting start, right? We were all geeked up about USU potentially breaking a record, setting a new record for wins and, and start of the year. But since that point, they've gone 4-3. and three. And uh, they've struggled a little bit. Um, you know, first loss in conference play. Uh, this uh, this past Saturday, needed to get back on track. And even though Wyoming's had guys out, guys with injury, it's not a team to be uh, overlooked. I mean, they they took San Diego State um, basically to the wire in Laramie last week. And the Aztecs are a top 25 team right now. Yeah, and they uh, barely lost to New Mexico. You know, 76-75 lost to New Mexico, 80-75 to to San Diego State. And sure, those were both, you know, um, at home in Wyoming, but, you know, at Fresno State, it was 58-53. So it's um, – this is a good team. This is still a good team. There's a reason why they were one of the preseason favorites because they had a loaded team. And even with five guys out, several of them starters, they're still good players underneath. And so that the, they'll be a tough challenge. If Utah State is on, if they're hitting on all cylinders, they could blow out this Wyoming team that's just – you know, running a little thin, and they might get tired. But unless Utah State is just absolutely on fire, this will be a tough game pretty much the entire way. So for Utah State to rebound, maybe it's most. this is more about Utah State figuring themselves out than it is necessarily countering what Wyoming does really well. I mean, you have to be aware of that. But um, this is, I think, in my mind, more about USU getting back on track tonight. Um, and... Stephen Ashworth struggled in Boise with hitting his outside shots. I mean, a lot of guys struggled with their outside shots. But Taylor Funk had had some issues earlier, but he started to come alive and making some more shots. He needs to continue that stretch. Z Hamoda put up a goose egg in the in the points in, in Boise. I think he can provide a good punch off the bench. He needs to be able to score. But um, and I think we need to see this Utah State team doing a little better job of, of getting to the rim, but also hitting their outside shots because that when they're hitting from outside, we know this team's like a whole other level. Yeah, you just need a game where you get back into form. Last time out, you missed a, bu- you bu- you missed a bunch of shots that normally you make. You didn't play as good a defense as you would have liked, and you couldn't you know get into your transition game as much as you would have wanted. So 
this isn't so much the Aggies figuring themselves out as it is getting back to who they are. Yes. They have an identity. When they play with that identity, they can beat pretty much they can beat anybody in this conference so long as they're playing the style of basketball that works for them. And so long as they can dictate you know, their way of playing. It doesn't mean that it has to be a super fa- uh, fast-paced game where both teams score 80, 80 points. It's a game where they can get out and run some of the time, you know, get defensive stops to get out and run, and then shooting well from outside, but also attacking and, you know, putting pressure on the rim with Dan Akin, with Sean Bairstow, uh, in, in you know, putting pressure on the rim and then being able to kick out to three. Uh, so if they're able to do those things, they should be just fine tonight. Another team, another opponent that likes to slow things down a little bit, go at a slower pace. Uh, seems like that's just one one after another right now for USU. And they performed well in a couple of those games, and then they really struggled uh, against Boise. But that was more about Boise's defense than I think their pace. Yeah, and the thing is with pace, and we've asked Brian Odom about it, he mentioned this, you know, the biggest thing there is just getting stops. If you get stops, you can get out and run. And the trick with, you know, pace is that your pace tends to go up if you play in transition a bit more because you'll have more possessions where it's just a, you know, six seconds or less type possession um, where you're taking an early shot. You know, and if you, but if you're good in transition, you're getting a shot early, you know, a good shot early, a good three-point shot, a good driving to the basket or a dump off. So when you play well in transition, you just get shots earlier quicker, but you have to, you know, be able to get out in transition. You can't get in transition from a made basket. Uh, you know, that, that's pretty hard to do. The, the defense just has to fall asleep to be able to do that. So if you're able to get stops, then sure, even if the other team was slowing it down on their end, you know, there's nothing you can do about that if they want to play late into the shot clock. But if you force a stop and get out into transition, nothing really changes about how you're playing, and so you're doing fine. Sure, there may be fewer possessions in the game, but you're still playing your style. You're not being forced to play a slower style. There just happens to be fewer possessions in the game. And so that's the difference between you know, portions of the Air Force game and, and the Fresno game where Utah State was able to play their style. Sure, there's only 61, 62 possessions in those games. But Utah State, at least for portions of it, played their style, pushed ahead, and looked really good. Um, the other thing that we need to unfortunately be reminded of this is a really, really dangerous game for USU because Wyoming's a quad four team. It's over. Utah State's lost. <laughs> the Aggies We're done. We're done here. Struggled against now teams it's over. Utah State is lost. Quadrant. They got to break the curse. Let's give it up. Technically, they actually have a quad one, quad four win now, according to once. I don't know who the. I should probably look up who that quad four team is. Who dropped? Uh, Let me. Uh, I've got the website pulled up, so let me see. Who is it? Um, Fresno State. Apparently they dropped Oh, okay. into quad four. So, still. <laughs> and apparently uh, Weber State, oh, I think it was SMU, had jumped out of quad four, but now they're back in. guess they lost to somebody. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, been a bit of a, a bugaboo for the Aggies, playing down to the competition a little bit, at least in that in that range. Their their three losses are three of their four worst shooting games. Are I think it's three of five actually. Three of their five worst shooting nights 
are their three losses. Now, granted, you can actually flip that around where two of Utah State's three worst shooting performances are actually wins. Actually, I think that's from three only. Sorry, that's just from three. Two of their three worst three-point shooting nights have been wins. Three of their worst five three-point shooting nights have been wins or losses. Yeah, their three worst shooting performances have all been losses. <laughs> Overall, field goal percentage. That other stat was about three-point percentage. Uh, reminder, game tips off. Well, be there at 8.30. We'll just keep <laughs> saying that. Be there at 8.30. It, it probably is supposed to be 8.30, but I, and I saw that earlier like when I initially did that. But then I saw today, I went and checked, and I was like, oh, it says 8.40 now. What the heck? Yeah, FS1, national broadcast, must be having a doubleheader. Um, and so the, the tip will probably be a little bit later, but be there by 8.30. That'll yes. be better. A uh, bunch of texts rolling through here. We'll get to those, 435-339-0321. Some of these carryovers from our previous discussion uh, last hour. But 8968, um, text again, says, When someone leaves our team, a player or a coach, I hear some people say we wish them the best. I don't wish them anything. I don't care. Regarding how will you, if you were in the arena tonight in Salt Lake City, how would you welcome Donovan Mitchell into the arena when he's announced? Uh, 1279, text again, what were Mitchell's comments? So yeah, we were discussing, you know, if it would have, if his return to Utah would look different had he not said some things before the game where the Jazz were in Cleveland. Because there was a long interview that was done, and uh, he, he said some things about his time in Utah. And some of them came across as like he wasn't, really excited to be in Utah for certain points of his career here um, because he got into uh, some things where he was talking about the need for, he believed, critical race theory to be discussed in our local education system. And then politicians said, well, he needs to be, he needs to be educated. And so Donovan took offense to that, saying, why does a politician you tell me what I need to learn about my own my own history or my own race. So he took that. Uh, that was something that did not go over well with him. Uh, he posted something about Juneteenth and on, well, I believe it was on Instagram. And there were scores of negative comments uh, about that specific day, which is going to be a federal holiday now. And a lot of them are, were local Utah people. And again, that was not a not a great thing uh, to have happen, and Donovan did not appreciate the uh, the reactions that some people were giving him. And so those were some of his comments. And then the other one was about how you know he he grew up in the New York area. He played college ball in in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, um, and he comes here and just basically said there weren't a lot of people of his same color in the arena and he would try to do some things to to improve that or or change that but uh he was praising the the change that he saw in cleveland where he sees more people of color in the stands and so and i may be missing something jason but those are the ones that really stood out to me as to what was specifically kind of targeted against his utah and its fan base 
uh, while he was here in Salt Lake. Yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of it. You hit pretty much everything on the broad strokes there. So, yeah, he, he basically said a lot of the stuff we'd been thinking is like we figured that he was getting rubbed the wrong way by the politics of Utah where it's a conservative state. He, Donovan is not conservative. And then he was willing. He didn't wasn't super outspoken about his own beliefs, but he was somewhat outspoken, and it, it rubbed some people in Utah the wrong way, and so they lashed out at him somewhat. So obviously that didn't <laughs> – that didn't please Donovan, and it wouldn't please anybody if you're in a place where your beliefs clash with your own fan base. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that these comments would have changed anything because it felt like a lot of that was already kind of assumed. He just said it out loud. We all kind of figured. None of that was surprising when he said that. So I don't think it really changes anything. Maybe some people took a little bit of extra offense to it, for me, it's just there are people who didn't like Donovan for whatever reason. I don't think there's too many reasons to – I said there's not really reason to vilify Donovan Mitchell. I can't change whether or not you liked him. Um, and that's the thing. When people are booing Donovan Mitchell, that's not just like you know passively disliking him at this point. Like I said, that's vilifying him. And I don't think that should be happening. There's no reason to vilify Donovan Mitchell. Sure, you may not have liked whether or not he played defense really hard, but what superstar has ever played defense really hard after the year, like, 2003? Like, they don't do that anymore. So just... Very few do. Yeah, just, you know, you get, you know, Giannis, he does it, but, you know, Kevin Durant has at times, but, like, seriously, like, especially a six-foot-one guard, what'd you expect him to be? Like, <laughs> he was a scorer. That's yeah. what he did. And this was a guy who would show up at neighborhood barbecues. A guy that would show up at high school basketball games, college games. Gosh, when he showed up to a USU football game, gosh, I mean, we would have given him the key to the city. Yeah. I mean, everybody went nuts having him here. And that's the kind of impact that he had. People were excited about him. Yeah. And so he's starting to do that in, in Cleveland. And that's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. He does that stuff to to engender himself to the community and and because he he recognizes here's a guy who grew up around professional athletes. His dad works for the uh, the Mets, and so he's around professional athletes, and he he knows what it's like for the fans, the general fan experience to have a star kind of reach out or show up or be accessible, and that's what he's been trying to do. And besides that, I mean, look, here's a guy that, as was mentioned earlier, helped Utah kind of move on from Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward left. I mean, he, he stabbed the Millers in the back and left. Yeah, that's someone you can vilify. Yes. Because in, in not in a he's a terrible person, but in a vilifying a sports way. Held out, t- tied their hands, unable to pursue other options, and really messed the Jazz over. Donovan, did he request a trade? Not formally, uh, but it was clear that they were needed to move in a different direction. But I, I thought he handled it really classy. Yeah, Mitchell wanted to move very clearly and was going to leave one way or another. Um, it may not have been this last season, but it, it was going to eventually. He was going to force his hand. Yeah, and so. The Jazz got the best of the situation they had at hand. Maybe in another universe, things don't get to this point. I think if the Jazz had kept winning, it would have, or if they you know, actually had success in the playoffs, I guess I should say, 
it would have smoothed over a lot of you know because winning heals a lot of wounds. It covers yes, up a covers lot of up things. A lot of warts. So, you know, it could have gone in a different direction, but from where it ended up this past summer, Jazz got the best. Where Donovan doesn't throw a fit, um, he's professional about it. The Jazz get a good trade package for him, and should all come away from this happy. Donovan's doing fine where he's at. Um, the Jazz are doing fine where they're at in terms of their plans. So there's no reason to be hurt over any of this. Uh, a couple more texts coming through. 9952. Fans in Utah are notorious for always arriving late. Yeah, that's games at 830, everybody. You should tell them the game's at 730. <laughs> uh, 9315. Do you think Jones is done for the season? Yeah, I I don't want to speculate too much, but that is that is a worry on my part that it's possible. Utah State's not really wanting that his injury to be disclosed, so we don't know for sure. But we all have eyes, and that's a worry at this point. All right, we've seen the type of injuries this kid has sustained this season. Three times he's hit the floor hard. And three times he's been hit in the head. So, is he done for the season? I don't know. And, and I'm not going to speculate on that because I'm, I'm nowhere close to being a, a doctor. But um, it, it could be a while before he comes back. And hopefully, you know, it was just somewhere else that he's popped in the head or the face and it just he needs a minute to heal, then he, he'll be back. He'll be fine. And that's uh, the best-case scenario that we can hope for. Yeah. Yeah, we know he was popped in the chin, so maybe it's well, hopefully it's just a jaw or something. I don't know. Just uh, something that's not serious. That's what we hope for, because otherwise, if it if it is serious, then it could be season ending. Nine three one five had a previous text that we skipped. The game atmosphere starts in the fifteen minutes before the game. Use the Boise game as an example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Show up early tonight. Yeah, Utah State it's... needs good crowd support after a, a tough loss on the road. Yeah, when the teams come out of the tunnel, like that's when like the game atmosphere starts. Teams come out of the tunnel, the opposing team comes out, and you boo them, and starting lineups, and you cheer, and you play the music, and you wave your phone around to create that effect, and you know, that's when it starts. Around 15 minutes, by the time they post the starters. Five three three eight. I predict a big win for the Aggies tonight. Signed, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, more texts coming through. We'll get to those. We're overdue for a timeout, uh, but if we'd love to uh, continue to get your feedback. 435-339-0321. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S.E. Needham Jewelers in historic downtown Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. Where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. 
Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. It's time to use your flex spending for 2022. As they say, use it or lose it. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a great selection of frames with character. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look for the new year. Your glasses will feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321. Utah State taking on Wyoming tonight in the Spectrum. Uh, pre-game coverage on our sister station, KVNU. That's 102.1 FM, 610 AM. Uh, com and the KVNU mobile app. Uh, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore, they'll start previewing and breaking it down at about 730 and then the game will start. We're just saying the game's going to start at 8:30, so plan to be there at 8:30, even if it may start a few minutes after that. But show up at, by 8:30. The game will not start by 8:30. Be, be in your seats by 8:30. Get, get be have yeah, a be full crowd seats, there because the game will start at 8:40 or 8:45. But be in your seats by 8:30. Yes, be there in plenty. I'll of be time. in mine by like 8:10. Uh, Utah Jazz uh, take on the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Donovan Mitchell, his first game in Salt Lake City since being traded. Uh, varying fan reactions to his return and how f- people will welcome him. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, 8968 texts in. As in many cases with Mitchell and politicians, one could be quiet and be thought to be a fool, or you can open your mouth and end all doubt. I'm not sure who that applies to, Mitchell or politicians or See, both. I have a rule about not talking politics or kind of social issues on Twitter. Um, there are a lot of reasons for that. But this kind of plays into us like, a lot of times I don't know what I'm talking about with some of those issues. So I shut up and I don't say anything. I very much have political views. Some of them are very strongly held. I don't say anything. Nobody knows. <laughs> if you know me personally, you might know some of them. I might talk to you about them. Not over the air, not on Twitter. Right, I think that's some of the concern, uh, the way some people react to athletes who speak up on social issues because um, they have a platform. Oh, and uh, 8968 says both <laughs> as far as fair enough, fair enough. politicians or uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, and there are some who are very much, you know, um, I don't want to say, well, we'll just use the term educated on what's going on. They've studied the issues. They've been in meetings or they've, uh, they've, they've, they've uh, been involved with groups and as part of who they are, what, they, what they're about. Uh, but then you have others who 
just because they have a platform, they think they should use it and they say things, um, but they don't have the full background. And while there are certainly some discussion about what Donovan Mitchell was talking about with CRT, critical race theory, uh, I think we can debate whether that's a value or not. Uh, actually, well, we're not going to. You can debate yeah. whether it's value. Do it on, do it on we your own time. We're not doing it here. But I think the way that that was handled by Utah's politicians was was not was not right. They could have said, "We appreciate a star like Donovan Mitchell caring about this issue. We'll have some. We're going to have some discussions with him about what we're talking about, what works and what doesn't work, or whatever." But they didn't have to like basically throw him under the bus. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. He should be educated. When he's like, "This is about like my history and people of my race." You can't just tell me that I've, I need to be educated on people of my race. So it, it really, I can understand why Donovan was rubbed the wrong way about that. Yeah, well, part of that was politician was trying to score points on social media. So we reacted that way so we could, you know, rally up his followers. And, you know, that politician, I don't even know who it was. I'm not deliberately not saying his name. I can't remember who it was. So whoever it was, I, I think it was I think the Senate president. Yeah, it was it was somebody in the I think it was just the Utah legislature. Yeah. Um, so and the thing is when athletes speak out and they have they obviously have a bigger platform than most people. Um, the thing is to say that they're uneducated on the topics is not necessarily accurate cuz they're just as likely as you or I to be educated on these topics. Very true. So it's like and my solution to all this is I just tend to ignore them when they say stuff. Um, I mean, I, I hear it, obviously, and I or I read it in a lot of cases. But to me, I don't it doesn't impact whether or not I believe something, whether or not I, you know, my own opinion, because if I have an opinion on something in a strongly held position, it means I've looked into it myself. And whether or not LeBron James thinks X is true doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, doesn't doesn't influence the way I feel about things, and I, I agree. But there are some who they don't take that time to study it on, uh, or study it out for themselves, and so you know whatever uh, you know prominent figure, we'll put it that way, whether that be a, an athlete, actor, a musician, or even uh, a famous politician, may say something. Then oh, okay, well I don't know, and they say it, that's the way it is, so I'll go with them. Yeah, and I just, I don't pay attention to what celebrities have to say on any of the issues because there's no reason their opinion should sway mine. Right. But I think it's also, um, it, it's not fair to just overtly just discard their opinions or what they're talking about because there are some who do study it out and do yeah. the research. And they take the opportunity to use their platform to speak out on issues that they feel passionate about. Yeah, and then they they have every right to say what they want, and they, you know, and if they say something, and the best way would be if they say something, it leads me into looking into it myself. Because the thing is, there's no way for you and I to know if they have done the research, if they know what they're talking about. You can sound eloquent and say something, and it ends up being complete garbage. But you wouldn't know. So really, that's why I say, like, you know, any athlete, I don't know whether or not they've studied the issue. I don't know whether or not they know what they're talking about. Uh, the only way for me to know whether or not they're you know speaking crap or not is if i look into it myself and come to whatever conclusion i may want to come to on that um so that's the thing when athletes say stuff about politics and social issues i just 
brush it aside. Because if it's something I care about, I'm not going to the athlete to get that problem solved. I'm going to look elsewhere. So that's why, you know, when people get riled up about athletes saying stuff on a like when Donovan Mitchell says something, when LeBron James says something, for me, at most, I'll just like, oh, all right, that's what he said. Move along. You know, when people, there are people upset when, you know, in the bubble and they paint like Black Lives Matter on the court. I barely noticed. I didn't pay attention. Whether or not I support the moon or whatever, like, it's just, I don't focus my attention on all these things. I focus on the game. Focus on the players. You know, focus on the players playing. And if, you know, if they want to say politics and all these different things, feel free. It's a free country. I'm just as free to ignore it, and I usually do. That's true. Uh, and I think uh, last thing for me on this, I think that um, you know, Donovan Mitchell uh, had several things, several things and, and that he pointed out uh, you know, a couple months ago that happened to him that were specifically tied to race, uh, whether it's the Juneteenth post and fan reaction to that, uh, his comments uh, and, and comments made towards him, uh, about critical race theory, um, or, or just you know, just his general uh, exposure or attitude about the the community and, and the fan support that that were those were his experiences, and it's not for me to say your experiences are invalid because those were his experiences, and uh, I'm disappointed not in Donovan Mitchell. I'm disappointed in those who had some of those comments and reacted in some of those ways. Yeah, I don't get why you'd be upset about a Juneteenth post. Dude celebrating a holiday and a part of our history. Sure, there's politics and race to get tied into Juneteenth and what it is and why it's uh, become more prominent recently, but like, okay, whatever. I liked Juneteenth becoming a holiday because I got holiday pay. (laughs) So it's like, I'm fine. Uh, let's see, a couple more texts coming through. One five seven zero. I don't take offense to any of his comments. I take offense to the fact that he wasn't giving full effort over the last couple of seasons. I understand players can have offensive, offensive breakout seasons, but he played little to no defense in Utah. But now all of a sudden he is playing defense. One thing is defense doesn't take a lot of skill, just a lot of effort, and he was not giving full effort. And that's one reason why I can be fine with people being frustrated with Donovan Mitchell. Being frustrated is okay. Being frustrated that he gave up on Utah and wanted to be traded, that's fine. It's the vilifying him part that I don't like. Right, and let's be clear. like there was like That team was not together last year. And, and we can't just say it's all on Donovan. <laughs> I think there was a lot that was going around, more than we realize. And it, you can't just put peg that on one guy. Uh, 8968, I've given much thought to what any athlete – or actor's opinion is on my social issues. Does I, have, or have, I have given much thought to what any athlete or actor's opinion is on any social issues. Okay. Good for you, 8968. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, all right. We're, yeah. we're overdue for a timeout yeah, here with are. Full Court Press. Uh, we need to get to a stat that blew our minds, our player of the week. Uh, and love to continue to get your feedback. Utah State, take it on Wyoming tonight, uh, 8.30. We keep telling people Allegedly. to be there. Be there by eight thirty. Be there by seven forty-five for the tip-off. Four three five three three nine zero three two one.
As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, President at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is locally owned and operated inside the beautiful new Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. Expect the most cutting-edge techniques, qualified doctors, and friendly staff to ensure the highest quality patient care. The ENT providers have extensive training to properly treat ear, nose, and throat conditions for adults and children. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat serves all of northern Utah and southern Idaho, accepting most insurance products, including SelectMed. Go to CashValleyENT.com for appointments and details. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, located in North Logan and Providence. It's John and Emily with Zero Res. If you've been putting off getting your carpets cleaned, there's no better time to call than now. Call today and get on the schedule in January and get a fourth room cleaned for free when you mention the station. This sale only happens once a year, so call now, 435-554-1050, or schedule online and use promo code FREERUM. That's 435-554-1050. Zero Res. Backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. It's the full court press. The thing that's also kind of perplexing in watching this team is uh, the use of Rudy Gay. It makes me wonder if they're just trying to still showcase him so they can move him. <laughs> what are they trying to move him for? A ham sandwich? <laughs> Honestly, like, what are they getting out of him? I don't know what they could get like out a, of him. Like a soda taking, machine? He's getting space and taking up time that younger developing players should be able to get. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. If you were in the arena tonight for the Utah Jazz, how would you react to Donovan Mitchell being introduced? Uh, and um, look, I if I were there, I would cheer for him when he is introduced. But from that point forward, I'm cheering for the Jazz. I'm not going to cheer every time he makes a big shot. I'm not going to cheer if he makes a big play. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be cheering for the Utah Jazz. I'll cheer, I would cheer for him in the introductions. I'm sure they're going to have a highlight video and take a minute to show all the great moments of his career while wearing a Jazz uniform, which is they should do. It's what they did with Rudy, yeah. and it's what they will do for Donovan tonight. 
I'd probably, you know, applaud. Maybe I'd stand up while he's being introduced, or maybe during, you know, maybe toward the end of, you know, a highlight reel if they did that. Um, you know, give him his, his due. But then at that point, yeah, it's time to cheer for the Jazz. After after the game in Cleveland, I mean, the guy went over to the Jazz bench. He was talking to every person on that bench. So I, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. Uh, all right, uh, on Tuesdays, we do the stat that blew our minds. Should really quick get to one last text because it does pertain to a little bit what we were talking ah, about. Yeah, go for it. 8968, he kind of clarified because um, he was saying, you know, about his thoughts on actors and socialists. He says, I haven't given much care for their opinions. I don't know what's, <laughs> I know what I want to say, but my fingers don't. <laughs> so he's saying he doesn't, he hasn't given any thought. Like he isn't, he's kind of in my camp where he doesn't care what actors and, and athletes and whatnot have to say on political and social issues. Just fair enough. Good just, clarification. Like you can say what you want to say. Doesn't mean I have to pay attention to it. Yes. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's get into our player of the week. Shall we? Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! All right, this time this week, we reflect back on the week that was, or within the last few days, and uh, highlights somebody's individual performance. We have been known to give it to like an entire team or an offensive line or things like that before, but you have. <laughs> yes, I have. I give I've it the player a of the week. So, uh, Jason, who is your player of the week? Uh, as I always do, I stay local, at least mostly local, at least within the state, and I'm giving mine to Ochag Baji. Ooh, good choice. Um, obviously, not you know this overwhelming you know best player on the team, but this is a guy in back-to-back games last week. Uh, made a combined 11 of 12 field goals, was 7 of 8 from 3, had 11 points in one game, 19 points in another. Really a couple of kind of almost breakout games for this guy who, we, you know, you know, Will Hardy was saying is going to maybe give more minutes to Agbaji, and he has, and Agbaji has, uh, you know, shown some good early returns where he's made, obviously <laughs> he's not going to maintain the 7 for 8 three-pointers, but, you know, showed that he can be a 3 and D kind of guy. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the G League, and so good to see him taking that time seriously to develop and, and uh, making the most of his minutes with the Jazz while he's on the floor. Uh, I'm also kind of in a similar vein in the NBA. Uh, former Jazz man is who I'm going to highlight today. Joe Ingles uh, recently returned to the Milwaukee Bucks, first NBA action since injuring his knee in a Jazz uniform last year. But uh, just the other day, 17 points, five assists, he made five three-pointers in that game. Uh, it's his uh, best scoring output since the injury. Good to see Joe back. I'm, I'm happy to see him on the court and uh, healthy and, and contributing for an NBA team. Yeah, he's, he's really is one of my favorite players you know, of the most recent Jazz era. It's really fun. Yes. Uh, and now moving on to the stat to blow our mind. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. You got a stat that stood out to you, Jason? I did. You, know, you kind of mentioned this in the first hour. You did mention this where uh, Georgia had the, the 58-point win, so it's the largest margin in, in college football playoff history. But Georgia's you know playoff run, the two games, included 
the so the largest margin in college football playoff history. It also included the smallest margin of victory. Ooh. The one point, obviously, it's the smallest. That's the that's the smallest. Can't get more can narrow get. than that. Um, so they had the narrowest margin in playoff history and the largest margin of victory in playoff history. That's nuts. in the, in the same two game run. That's crazy. Within weeks of each other. Yeah. Not years. Weeks. Weeks. Uh, for me, I'm I'm stuck on the NBA. <laughs> Can't get away from it. No. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to Walker Kessler, the center for the Utah Jazz. He's coming off the bench. Now the other day he had what five blocks, six blocks. I think it was six blocks in like a quarter or something like that. Yeah, he had an insane game. And so that's what prompted this. Uh, blocks off the bench in the NBA. Walker Kessler has 64 blocks so far this season as a player coming off the bench. The next closest in the NBA, Daniel Gafford with 34. So Walker Kessler has 30 more blocks than the next closest as a player coming off the bench. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. You sometimes get these guys that have high blocks in low minutes. And Walker Kessler is just doing it. He's, he's been great for the Jazz. People don't know me. They don't realize they're not supposed to challenge Walker Kessler. Because <laughs> eventually they do. Because Rudy Gobert comes out, you know, in, in early in his career, and he gets up to almost three blocks a game. Then he goes down to, like, the low twos because people figure, oh, yeah, let's just not challenge him anymore. That's true. So that's why it's hard to, like, top out and block. That's why, you know, Mark Eaton's record will never get touched because, like, what moron is trying to challenge, you know, somebody five times a game? Uh, and get blocked. You know, Marky and average like 5.6 blocks that one year. Yeah, crazy. Nuts. All right, another quick timeout. And when we come back, some final thoughts. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. It's that look in her eye when you get the first sign. We make it personal, you know, when it's real. Something for everyone. No. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. Here when you need us most. Own a small business or a farm? You thought about solar? Listen up. A new USDA grant was announced allocating $300 million for farmers and small business owners to put in solar. That's right. The government will help you get solar installed, covering 40% of the cost. And don't forget, as a business, you can save up to 50 or 60% more with federal and state tax credits. Second Sun Solar will install your system and help with the USDA paperwork. Call Second Sun Solar today at 435-363-9917 or online at utahsolardirect.com. Breaking down the big games with in-depth analysis and team interviews it's the full court press with eric franson and jason walker welcome back to full court press eric franson jason walker 435-339-0321 so sometime if you want to chime in do you have a player of the week that we should recognize a stat that blew your mind 
Uh, also, how would you react to Donovan Mitchell if you were there in Vivint Smart Home Arena tonight? Uh, and then Utah State taking on Wyoming in the spectrum. And uh, looking at the Mountain West schedule tonight, Colorado State hosting Air Force, in-state rivalry game. Rams are favored by nine. Fresno State at San Jose State. San Jose favored by three. I'm a little surprised at that. Both teams two and two in conference play. Uh, the the Air Force Colorado State game that's at seven. Fresno State San Jose that's at eight. Utah State hosting Wyoming on FS1 tonight at eight thirty. Aggies favored by ten. And at nine on CBS Sports Network, it's Nevada at San Diego State. Both Nevada and uh, San Diego State are undefeated in conference play. Aztecs favored by nine and a half. Yeah, Nevada looking pretty good, not getting a ton of respect from rankings, metrics, and things like that. Uh, obviously looking very good, but 14-3, and three, and as you mentioned, 4-0 and oh in Mountain West play. So it'll be an interesting game there. Yeah, definitely worth uh, kind of checking in on um, between uh, what's going on with the Aggies and the, and the Cowboys. But um, the over-under for Utah State, Wyoming, 142. Um, I think I'm inclined to take the over. I know that the pace for Wyoming is a little bit slower, but I think Utah State will kind of get back into its uh, a little better scoring uh, than what they've been in the last few games. Yeah, I might be. Well, that's a it's a pretty good line. It is because you know you're looking at a game at you know if both teams are even, it's in the 70s. Obviously, the nine and a half line would mix that up. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, I don't know which way I deal because I'm inclined to think Utah State would score less just because it'll be a tough, grinded-out game against a lower-paced team, and that's what we've seen when Utah State's faced, you know, like, you know, you know, Fresno State, they scored, what, 68, 77 at Air Force, 59 at Wyoming. Like, are they going to get back into the 80s? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's one of the things that's, that I, we talked about this. This is a game – about so much more about Utah State than it is about Wyoming tonight. Utah State getting back on track, being the team that that got them to those thirteen wins. Uh, well, probably ten of those where they were scoring seventy five north of seventy five points a game, and so I think that's where that's kind of the game I feel is coming for Utah State tonight, and certainly I hope is the the type of game that comes out of the Aggies. Where they're mid to upper seventies tonight, uh, in their in their own scoring column. But uh, pregame for KVNU, KVNU game day coverage will begin at seven thirty. Uh, be in your seats for the start of the game by eight thirty. By uh, being your seats the next ten minutes. <laughs> Doors aren't even open, but be in your seats the next ten minutes. If you can't make it to the game, uh, it will be broadcast nationally on FS1. <laughs> And then as soon as the game is over, Al Lewis, John Russell, uh, and some brief comments from Jalen Moore, breaking it down uh, once again on KVNU, uh, 102.1 FM, 610 AM. Here on The Fan, we're going to have the Jazz broadcast as they take on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And so pregame at 650, it's part of the Utah Jazz radio network, and then uh, tip off at 7. Uh, and uh, Cleveland favored by 2.5. We'll see how it goes, and tomorrow we'll break it down. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.